It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of KWAM Radio and co-host of this Estate Planning Essentials program, assertively seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I say to my co-host, my partner, my friend, my attorney, who should be your attorney, that would be Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hi, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you? I think I know the answer, but say it, tell us anyway. Mighty adequate. Mighty adequate, okay. And I told him I'm immensely fair. Uh, I don't know what either one of those means, basically, but it's enough to uh, quiet us and allow us to move on to the next topic, which is why everybody's listening to this program today and to hear Michael's expertise on various topics when it comes to estate planning and government assistance. And today we're going to address the former, which is estate planning and marriages and deaths and posthumous changes and things like that. So I'm not going to foreshadow, Michael, what you want to discuss. I just want you to open up and tell us what we want to address today and and the story behind it. Well, I think that if I would categorize or title this, I would say, till death do us part, and then my marriage could be voided. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, usually you think of you can't get divorced after you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> divorce right. Is, divorce uh, terminates, I mean, death terminates uh, marriage. You remember, of course, let's say the Jackie Onassis, remember before Jack, uh, before her uh, Aristotle Onassis, if you remember that far back, um, when he died, they were in the process of getting a divorce, uh, but uh, he died before the divorce was final, and so she was a widow and got a whole large estate as a result. But what if, is there any kind of situation where it wasn't a divorce, there wasn't a divorce proceeding, but there could be something where the marriage is declared void, Hmm. void. So it's not valid from the very beginning. Hmm. So there is some circumstances under Texas law in which a marriage could be voided, and thus some of the things that could... uh, spousal rights that somebody might otherwise have would terminate. You know, uh, so there's, and by the way, under Texas law, and I'm not a family law attorney, there's a difference between an annulment and having the marriage declared void. Uh, Marriage declared void means it was automatically not good to begin with. So somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, remember, uh, we had the situation where it was a James Brown, where we had, where he found out that his wife was married to somebody from, I think it was from Pakistan uh, at the time that he married. And so uh, they tried to say that the marriage wasn't good uh, because she was already married. It was right. bigamy. 
uh, bigamy or incest or some of those awful other things that used to be uh, under Texas law until the Supreme Court changed things. Uh, if there was a same-sex marriage, uh, that things were automatically void under Texas law until, I think, 2015 when they had the Supreme Court decision. So there are certain things where they automatically void. So here's a – and what, what got me going on this is I had read last year a case in Nebraska where the kids got upset with the uh, – I guess you want to call them stepfather – that he took advantage of mom, and um, they wanted to have the marriage annulled, and they got it annulled under Nebraska law. So I looked up what the Texas law was, mm-hmm. and there is cases in Texas law, and we see this from time to time. Uh, occasionally, especially when you have, you know, quite frankly, an older person that marries somebody either significantly younger, the older person is well-to-do, and um, uh, and maybe has some dementia, or that marries the caregiver. Uh, does anybody remember Anna Nicole Smith? Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, Anna, Anna Nicole Smith uh, married this. She was significantly younger. I, I don't know how long they were married, uh, and maybe he had mental capacity. There was a question about mm-hmm. changing of wills and the rights of the spouse. And so here, uh, there was a Texas case where I'm going to tell you about specifically. Uh, well, first of all, I guess I should tell you what the law is. So under Texas law, there's only a few there's some circumstances in which you can declare a marriage void after somebody dies. Well, first of all, you had, couldn't been married for more than three years before you die. Uh, so this only takes place if the marriage took place within three years. Okay. The second thing is you have the you have to uh, know what you have to not know what you're doing when that happened. In other words, you have to. Uh, be able to consent to the marriage and understand if there's a marriage ceremony, ceremony the nature of the marriage ceremony. Uh, so, and then the other thing is you have to bring a suit, and it has to be a declaratory judgment. So it's not like going to the probate court per se. Uh, you have to bring, uh, like probating a will, you have a certain procedure you have to do within one year. If you do those things then the court could declare the marriage as void as long as the person didn't regain capacity. Right. So those are the ways that somebody could, that's the circumstances where a marriage could be determined to be void even after somebody dies. So let me tell you a factual situation of an actual Texas case. Okay. Um, so in this case, there was a guy named Jarrell. He was a wealthy businessman, um, he had, unfortunately, his his wife of over 50 years had died, and he started to, he, uh, eventually, he uh, he and another woman moved in with him. Um, she was living with him for a little bit. His, his dementia had started to uh, increase. Um, his health started to decline, and then in... Um, uh, in 2015, after he was even getting worse, of course, as you could say, uh, see, normally your dementia gets worse, uh, there was a wedding ceremony. Of course, the kids weren't invited to the wedding. Uh, and in November of 2015, the, uh, the, the wife, her last name was, I believe, Gassaway, uh, she said, uh, she declared to everybody that they're married. 
So under Texas law, common law, it's not, it used to be that you had to have, way back when I went to law school, it used to be, oh, if you're living together for seven years, it was a common law marriage. That's no longer the case. It's, do you declare yourself out to be husband and wife? So if, if you had tax returns that said husband and wife, that would be an indication of you're married. But, you know, if you filed individually or if you didn't represent yourself out to be husband and wife, well, then you're not married. Well, for the first time, they declared that they were ma- married, and really it was just her because he lacked capacity. He needed he needed care at home uh, at that by that point, <laughs> and so she was really a caretaker, and he had some dementia. So um, anyway, in November of 2015, that's when they told the world they were married, and so that would be the time that there would be an informal marriage in effect. Uh, or a common law marriage, um, because that's when they represented themselves out to be husband and wife, or at least that's what she she did. I don't know that he did, because I'm not sure that he even had capacity at the time. Well, so uh, unfortunately, he got further ill, he had, had kidney issues, and anyway, died of dehydration uh, six months later. Within a year, the children said they used the law that I just mentioned, they said, okay, um, what we're going to do here is we're going, they made that, they went to the court, had a, what's called the declaratory judgment action, and they said, that, you know, look, dad is declared, you know, he, he did decline both physically and mentally. They got witnesses who knew uh, him, and that, um, uh, and then they, they said, look, uh, oh, what happened in, I forgot to say, at the beginning of 2016, the the husband, the wealthy businessman, Mr. Durrell, uh, did a codicil to his will that said, I'm going to give 20% of my large estate to my wife. She's going to be able to live in my home for the rest of her life. She's going to be able to get some burial spaces, all my personal property or whatever. So there are different things that were changed in his will. A few months later, he died. So remember under the law in Texas how a marriage can be declared void. You have to be married for less than three years before death, have to not know what you're doing, that you're getting married, and not regain your, your capacity. and the family, an interested party, which in this case was the children, has to bring a suit for a declaratory judgment within one year. And that's exactly what they did. They, they within a year, they went to court, they had evidence from other people saying that they never represented themselves out to be husband and wife before that time, that the only time that they did this was after the November 15th, uh, November 2015 wedding reception uh, that there was questions about his health, his capacity. Uh, he had some dementia. Uh, and so often we often see the caregiving, quote-unquote, a caregiver or somebody significantly younger who sees a wealthy person uh, and tries to take advantage of the situation. Personally, we have seen this a couple times. And so you have to worry about this because then, you know, what do you do? Do you have a doctor determine there's enough mental capacity before they sign a new will? Maybe, maybe. And, you know, you have to find out those different facts because then you say, oh, gee, what are the kids? If We've had the kids call us and say we're concerned about dad. Dad's 
as his caregiver, and all of a sudden the caregiver, something's happening with the caregiver. They're putting uh, uh, her name on in a, a bank account. Uh, they're, they're, you know, changing beneficiary designations. They're changing a will. And then it gets into all these different things that are harder to overturn. Uh, and there are different spousal rights, spousal rights. So they went to court, and they were successful with, based on the testimony of others. There was a question on his capacity. He didn't know what he was, you know, he didn't know that he was married at the time that he was married. Certainly that means also that means that the codicil probably wouldn't be good either because there was probably uh, undue influence or lack of capacity. You have to have testamentary capacity when you sign a will. And there are lots of different rights that a spouse has uh, in addition to being the beneficiary of a will. Uh, So, for example, uh, or as in this case, for example, if you're married, you have a right to live in the home for the rest of your life, even if he hadn't put that in the will. Uh, it's called a life estate under the Texas Constitution. And then there's other things that you're allowed. Sometimes there's a, there's also you know community property rights. So if there's any kind of community property that was acquired during marriage, well, then that's kind of considered uh, a portion of that property is considered to be that of the spouse. There's also an allowance. Uh, or uh, if you don't take the homestead, they could give you an allowance of up to $45,000 under Texas law. And if you don't, and otherwise, it could be $30,000. And uh, so there could be some additional things uh, that are allowed for spousal rights uh, that besides you could have all exempt property like home furnishings or or in a farm or ranch, uh, vehicles or tools or equipment or clothing or a couple of guns. There's all these different things about how many horses and mules and all that other kind of uh, animals on a farm. Uh, so there's different rights that somebody can have. Uh, there could actually be one car for each member of the family. Uh, so uh, there's different things that are exempt under uh, Texas um, property laws uh, that the surviving spouse might be entitled to. So the family wanted to uh, try to eliminate all those spousal rights. So it's not just saying that the will wasn't good. They didn't. They also wanted to make sure that none of these other rights that might be permitted under Texas law would be void. And so that's what they did. They went to court. They got the marriage voided, not annulled, not divorced, but voided uh, as a matter of law. You know, when you think about, uh, actually, just to let you know under Texas law what uh, how things are voided automatically, typically, um, and again, I'm not a family law attorney. If somebody was a bigamist, uh, I think we talked about perhaps at least in the past about on James Brown, his wife was married, uh, and so it was a 25-year-old court battle over who should get his estate. His fourth wife uh, wanted to say that she was getting uh, assets from his estate, but it turned out she was a bigamist. She was married at the time of her marriage. If somebody is actually married to a stepchild, so let's say you were Woody Allen and you were married to your wife's child or something like that. I believe it was his wife's child, but I'm not positive about that. That would be not permitted under Texas law. It could be voided uh, as a matter of law if that were the case here. Uh, it used to be that if a couple was gay uh, and there was until the law changed in 2015, we did not allow same-sex marriages. 
that would be considered a void marriage under Texas law until 2015 Supreme Court decision. Uh, incest. So there are some different situations where marriages can be declared void. In this case, uh, even uh, if, as long as you don't have mental capacity, you don't know what you're signing or say signing, uh, you don't know what you're doing when you have a marriage or the knowing about the marriage ceremony and you don't regain your capacity, then that marriage could be considered void if you take the actions as required under Texas law. Fascinating story, fascinating development and results. Uh, I'm really glad you told it so we can all have a better perspective of what could happen when people uh, attempt to uh, have their plan fulfilled, um, when people pass away, and what heirs can do to fight, I guess, even what's on paper and what the deceased wanted. It, It really amazes me. It continues to get more complicated, Michael. Every time I talk to you, every time we do a program, um, I, we, I always say to myself, well, we can't top that. And then you come up with something where you do just that. So th- this story is just amazing to me. But everyone has their own story, and they're all unique, and they're all important, no matter how little or how large your estate is. Uh, Michael's always said that it really doesn't matter how much you don't think you have. Um, there should be some kind of plan um, so that when you pass away, you um, can make certain that whoever the heirs are, they receive exactly what you want. And you also make certain that individuals um, whom you do not want to receive <laughs> your assets do not get them. And that's what that's why God made people like Michael Cohen. That's why Michael has these workshops, so that you can attend them and ask questions about your individual circumstances um, so that you have a clear perspective on exactly what to do while you're alive. That next workshop is Saturday, April the 30th at 10 o'clock. And yes, over two years later, this is the first one that's going to be in person, not online, not via Zoom, uh, where you can press the flesh if you want to. Uh, and Michael will be there in person to be able to execute this workshop at his offices. And Michael, first tell us where the workshop is and then tell us all about them. Well, we have a conference center in our office building, uh, which is uh, close to LBJ and Central Expressway by Medical City. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the workshop will be in person in that conference center. First time in over two years. Hopefully the pandemic is subsiding. Yeah. And we, th- we think it is. And so... Um, Anyway, so we'll be in person. The first one we've had in over two years, it'll be uh, live as far as being in person. Uh, we will have still have Zoom workshops. Uh, we'll alternate at least initially, so people want to do it rather by Zoom, then we still give that option at the workshop after that in May. This next workshop on April 30th uh, will be live. We'll ask people what they want to know. And no matter what the questions are as far as estate planning or elder law, Medicaid, public benefits, um, it'd be veterans benefits, whatever the questions may be regarding estate planning. I mean, this case here today uh, was about state estate planning. It was also connected with, quite frankly, some family law. In the elder law world, you have to know a little bit about a lot of stuff yeah. because there's a lot of these things affect each other. Yeah. And so... Uh, in any event, we ask people what they want to know. I mean, I've never had anybody at a 
at any workshop, and we've been doing these workshops since the end of 2012, I've never had anybody at any workshop ask about having uh, a will or a marriage voided uh, after they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, just just so we never know what questions are, I just thought it was kind of an interesting case that uh, would be different that most people would not be aware of. Because you think of that when he died, that's it, period, that the marriage was no, is over with, and that's it. And there's nothing else you could do. But I just thought it might be fun to discuss this particular situation. But in any event, whatever you want to know, we ask you what it is, and we're going to answer your questions. There will be a presentation as well about general estate planning questions that most people ask. Uh, but, they, you know, it'll be – we call it a workshop, not a seminar, because you can ask questions throughout the workshop in which we will answer those questions and get you a better understanding so that you can make sure that whatever your estate plan is the way you want on your own terms and conditions to protect your family the way you would like, uh, as long as you're in control, uh, as long as you desire – and uh, so we go over those things to protect you during your life and in your death. In other words, sometimes people become disabled. But in any event, uh, the next workshop, like, like you mentioned, was on April 30th. All you have to do is to sign up is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's Dallas elder, E-L-D-E-R, lawyer.com, and you'll get two hours of free legal education, no obligation. So this is, you know, this is just going to be some uh, something that I think you're going to learn from, and I think you're going to have some fun, and I think you're going to also see that the time flies by on that Saturday, April 30th at 10 o'clock. Uh, there will be some uh, you know, some, some little bit of food, uh, probably some donuts, and if we have any left, some KWM coffee mugs that we uh, wow. gave away in the past prior to the yeah now now it's maybe it's kind of like wine maybe they uh, <laughs> you know, they get bitter with time uh, I'm not really sure uh, we've had them in the we've had them in the case there for the last couple of years and maybe we'll you know just like you uncork the, the champagne we'll open up the box and you get these new KWM coffee mugs who can ask for anything more. I love it. That's a great idea. Great way to celebrate the fact that the workshop is going to be in person again for the first time in, what, 25 months or so. That's a long, long time. Um, you know what, Michael? Uh, we need a lot more time to discuss this topic because it creates so many questions uh, as a result of, of what you presented today, um, such as what is marriage? How is that defined? What does that mean in the state of Texas versus California versus New York versus Illinois? How do you define marriage? Is there common law marriage? Does that count? And then I also ask myself, as you're talking, when James Brown's wife uh, married him, but she was also married to somebody else, does a judge take into consideration her heart or her knowledge and what she understood or what she thought, what she had signed? Do you need a document? proving that you're divorced, et cetera, et cetera. I guess those are the many topics and questions I would have for you, but unfortunately we're basically out of time. So can you just give us in, in one minute yeah. a summary? Yeah. In that case, actually, she did it for – she wanted the this Pakistani husband wanted to have be a U.S. citizen. Huh. So she did this as a convenience wow. to him. Uh, but he actually had three other wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so it was kind of an interesting case. And so she was saying, oh, I just did that, you know, 
you know, be careful what you do when you think that, oh, it's not going to affect me. I'm just helping somebody else. Well, guess what? She got cut out of the estate, and it went. Uh, actually, his estate ended up going uh, to some uh, help some poor children in South Carolina, uh, where he had originally was born, and so things turned out. But it took a, a long time. She wanted to use uh, his name, image, likeness, or rights. Uh, sold for different songs that she sold to different people. Uh, as we've talked about on the show before, there's certain. Uh, monetary benefits by having uh, after a certain period of time that you could have as um, to rights that uh, songwriters have or singers have. So anyway, uh, the bottom line is uh, a lot of the different things that she would have possibly been a beneficiary of uh, were thwarted by her own careless uh, trying to be married to somebody or maybe being helpful to some uh, non-U.S. citizen. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time, but you see how complicated this is. Um, every attorney and every businessman, every human being should be taught uh, the, the acronym CTA, challenge the assumptions. Uh, whatever the assumptions are, well, you assume you can't do anything. Well, this Nebraska family may have assumed that, but at least someone said, you know what, let's just challenge it anyway and see. And look, they got the marriage annulled, and, and the rest is history based on the story Michael told us. So attend his next workshop so then you can present to Michael the scenario, and he'll tell you if you have a foot to stand on, uh, what you could hang your hat on, et cetera, et cetera, and to see if you have a case where maybe there's something that's, to use the word, unfair, um, and uh, maybe it can be um, reconciled and worked out to your advantage. Attend Michael's next workshop in person, April the 30th at 10 o'clock, dial 214-720-0102, go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. His name is Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, our state planning attorney, and it should be yours as well. Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. The record shows I took the Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.